Hello, lovely people. So, how are you? Hope you are taking good care and following all the protocols to keep yourself safe along with your family, friends, and the community on the whole. That is the need of the hour. Yes, also, don't get hogwashed, if I may say, by all the propaganda that's happening around you. So, take a pause and use your wisdom. And okay, welcome to another episode of Know the Happiness How with Vinko Chow. I'm your host, Wing Commander Satyendra Chahan, aka Vinko Chow, an air veteran resilient lifestyle strategy coach from Bangalore, India. Our guest today, as you see, is smart, savvy, an entrepreneur with qualifications in technical theater and light designing. And he is turned a podcaster of a professional one. You can see it there. So, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Yuri Nair from New York. Welcome to the show, Yuri. Thank you, Satyendra. Thank you so much for that warm introduction. It's a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate you having me on. Well, the pleasure actually is ours to have you. I have been actually, you know, very inspired with you. Let me make a very candid confession before I begin. Uh, there are not many people who inspire me actually, but yes, uh, on the podcast training that I was undergoing and there were a few people uh, who I was looking up to, the energies travel, I guess. So uh, as I have already told you, happiness how... Uh, is a show that is meaningful conversations to bring a smile on the faces and to cheer up the moods and some sparkle in the eyes of youth, executives, entrepreneurs, and all those professionals who are studying or working in high-pressure jobs, living in you know metropolitan cities, facing multiple challenges, and countering negativity on kind of daily basis. And there is plenty these days. So... We, uh, on this show, actually, Yuri, talk about, uh, you know, uh, the whys and besides that, the hows and what's of the resilience uh, and the resilient ways at the workplace. Mm -hmm. So, you know, going through the research that I was doing uh, to get you on the show, I found some very interesting things about you. So... Uh, tell me if my research has gone okay. So uh, I heard you say humans are social creatures and we need to build communities. If we don't do, then people will build tribes around us. That was, that was really very interesting. And I also heard you say that there's more than, you know, uh, these community and these societies and the countries and the geographical boundaries that define us. It is the individuals and our awkward musings so you call your podcast also the awkward minds a labor of love so it's a pleasure to kind of have you who's so creative kind of witty and has a very pleasing demeanor you uh, look very attractive i have some questions there to put you in some awkward place but before that this interesting name and the whole theme and the mission behind us What's the story? We would want to know a little more. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. I assume you mean why, why, why the awkward mind? It's, yeah. uh, it's a question that comes up 
now and then. And uh, well, uh, when we were going through the broadcast yourself course together with with London Real, you know, we were going through the exercises and trying to figure out, okay, what is the podcast? What is the mission? What are we going to call it? And when I was doing some research and some testing with my potential audience, one of my potential episodes was going to be called the awkward single male was going to be one of the episodes because that basically perfectly describes who I am or who I was at the time, which Uh we can get into because now I was told I'm not allowed to call myself awkward anymore, but that's maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. (laughs) That's a, that's a separate thing. But so, yeah, so that was one of the potential titles for my episode. And when I showed it to one of my friends, he said, well, that's you, you should just call the podcast that. So the podcast was actually not many people know that the podcast was almost called awkward single male but then i realized it was it was a little too on the nose if you will a little too specific so i wanted to broaden it because i realized we're all a little bit awkward just depending on how you take the word because some people take that to mean negatively or maybe socially awkward or shy Mm -hmm. but really it's just about we're all sometimes uncomfortable in certain social situations Mm -hmm. even the extroverts in us yes and so i wanted to speak to to those guys Mm-hmm. who may find themselves in, in these social situations feeling a little bit awkward and realize, well, you can actually adopt a mindset where you embrace your awkwardness and when you're right. comfortable with yourself and you build that self-confidence and self-awareness, then the awkwardness becomes not a negative, not, not a setback, but actually something that is part of who you are. And you can actually leverage that to create positive connections and relationships. And so that's what we strive to do on the, on the podcast with these conversations with real people from all walks of life, from, you know, about anything and everything. Really now I've talked to doctors about health and I've talked to a bunch of uh, fitness coaches about fitness. I've talked to you. Actually, I had the pleasure of having you on the podcast recently. So we've talked about resilience and that type of coaching and overcoming adversity, right? We've, I've talked to others about self-esteem. I've recently had someone on to talk about compassion and how there's actually a biological necessity for us to love unconditionally. So it's just been a fascinating journey, all because I put myself out there and said, hey, I'm an awkward single male. Let me start a podcast and have these conversations. So that's, that's- kind of, that's a little bit of the backstory there. And, and uh, that's really uh, incredible. Actually, I have so many questions, uh, you know, which come to my mind from that one answer. But yes, before that, you said, uh, you know, it's been a journey. So uh, your journey reminds me that uh, you were born in Belarus, which was then a land of ruins, you know, in the great Soviet Union. And yes, it's again in the news for all uh, the big political turmoil that we all see there. So, and you moved to US uh, with your parents as a kid in 1997, and you studied uh, the uh, engineering part that you said, and you worked. So, so how how has this journey been all along? Hmm. Sure. Well, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, we can, we'll, we'll leave the present events that are in the news aside yeah, because yes. I, I don't think it's really, yeah. <laughs> it's really that interesting. But uh, well, you know, for me, it was fairly 
easy, although I didn't really have a choice in the matter in 1997. Uh -huh. I was yeah. uh, 11 years old. So now for anyone doing math, you can figure out just how old I am. But uh, yeah, so I didn't have a choice in the matter. It's just something my parents and my older brother made the decision that the conditions were just not great after the Soviet Union fell apart. And Belarus was just a small satellite state, effectively. It's the way I describe it, especially the Western audience will, will appreciate this. It's shaped like Brooklyn mm -hmm. in New York City and has mm -hmm. the population of New York City. Okay. So that's, that's the whole country. So it's, it's very small and it's really, even now, really dependent on Russia for its sort of economic subsistence. So there just weren't many opportunities there. And so when my family had the opportunity to come to the land of real opportunity, which was the United States, then, you know, they, they took that chance and I'm, I'm really appreciative of that. So, but yeah, for me, my journey was, you know, come, come to the States. I studied English for six years mm -hmm. to that point in school in Belarus, mm -hmm. even though I was terrible, it was my worst subject, but then something must've stuck because within about two months I was fluent, right? So I went to an American school and within two months I, was able to communicate on my own in English with no problems. And then it just kind of life went on, just ad adopted, right? Mm -hmm. For an 11 year old, I think it's fairly, fairly easy to, to assimilate. The biggest thing for me was, and I've seen other immigrants just make, make different choices around this. But for me, it was super important to uh, keep my Russian and make sure that I stayed fluent. So I actually refused even though my parents at one point begged me to speak English to them at home just so they can learn faster. And I just flat out refused because they would learn eventually and they did. Whereas for me, if I did that, I would lose my Russian or there was a risk that I would lose my Russian. And I just, I did not want to, mm -hmm. to do that. All right. And, and uh, how has the journey uh, to, you know, reaching this stage where you've turned an entrepreneur and your experience in the theater. Theater's always, you know, intrigued me. And uh, mm. maybe uh, growing up here in uh, Indian subcontinent, and I was born and uh, raised in the defense environment, where we were always far flung. So the uh, the first opportunity that I get, I do, you know, go and uh, spend some time watching a good play, and also would like to, you know, go. Uh, the backstage thing, the green room, the lighting and stuff. So uh, was it a little too boring being a technical person there that you turned towards uh, something which is uh, very creative and you get kind of instant, uh, you know, high here. It's kind of bliss. So what is it? How has this journey been? Well, I think you've, you've definitely hit on something there with an instant high. From, from doing these interviews. Okay. But uh, really, Sitkinder, I don't know if it was bored, but my, my journey is basically I was able to turn a hobby that I discovered in high school okay. into a 20-year-old career. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was, yes, I don't know if boring is the right word, but it was sort of, I felt like my journey in that field was coming to an end anyway. Mm -hmm. And then COVID happened. Okay. And, and so all of the events and all theater shut down anyway. So it wasn't like I had opportunities to work. Yes, I could have pivoted and adjusted and went more into mm -hmm. television or potentially some, some other things. But then 
you know, I discovered London Real and this opportunity to take this course mm-hmm. and learn how to put myself out there and make these meaningful connections because that's what I was actually most interested in, I realized. Mm-hmm. My, my biggest passions are connecting with people and, and teaching. And so when this opportunity came up, I just, I jumped on it because I was trying to have these conversations because, right, the world is going through a big change, which if you look at historically, we've always, all generations have gone through it. We're just yes. feeling it most acutely right now because we're the ones experiencing it. True. But the reality of the world has always been changing. We're just going through that unfortunate change. And I was trying to have these nuanced conversations on social media and I wasn't getting anywhere. People mm-hmm. were just, especially in the US, people just dug into their respective political corners and were not interested in the nuance and were not interested in having real conversations about the things that really mattered. Mm-hmm. So when I discovered Broadcast Yourself and where I can learn how to start a podcast and have the conversations on my terms, for me, it was a no-brainer because I had the time anyway, and I had some of the background technical skills necessary to really get a jump start on it. That's excellent. So that uh, what reminds me here is, you know, what somebody said, you just have to be ready all the while. You never know when the opportunity would strike. And I'm a very firm believer in uh, converting the threats to opportunity. As a matter of fact, these days, I mean, after I realized that everything that I, I took as a threat or people would take as a threat actually turned out, you know, something good for me in my uh, lifespan still now. So, so when, you, when you say that, you know, these are the times which are difficult, and yes, these are times which are threatening. You know, people are jobless. And uh, if these studies have to be believed, in very near future, we would have more than you know, 100 million people across the world as jobless people. So, or maybe it may, you know, even surpass that. So uh, do you really have been smart here to, you know, kind of take a plunge right here before, you know, that 100 million also joins the race? or something of that sort. I would like to know a little more in terms of opportunities here in this uh, broadcasting or podcasting uh, industry, if I may say so. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Well, I think maybe I'm different in that I am not someone who is money focused. Okay. So for me, I don't think of the financial benefit first. Mm -hmm. I think of sort of my my well-being first and then what I can give to the world. And it's just how I've been naturally wired. And I found that, and if I just follow that thread and like you said, just take take the opportunities and, and maybe in a way that has hurt me in some in some regards, but in others I've always found I, I come out at, ahead. Somehow the money is always there and I'm always financially doing mm-hmm. just fine. And now that I've really adopted and you know, Brian, Brian Rose of, of London Real has really helped me see that is to really what it really means to have that entrepreneurial mindset, mm-hmm. because it is something special. And it is something that most people don't have. Mm-hmm. And, and it's okay, it's perfectly fine that they don't have it. It's just but recognizing that and really knowing the difference between the two. And so for me, I always knew I had it in me mm-hmm. because I was never one to take a full time job. That's why I liked uh, theater and events because you you can set it up where you're a freelancer, 
So it's sort of an in-between where you're half business owner because you kind of set your own schedule and you pick the projects you want to work on, but you're still attached to an employer. So you have that safety net as well. So for me, I just, like what you said earlier, just seeing the opportunity and going where where it may lead you. It's it's like Tim Ferriss does this. He'll he'll work in six month increments. He'll just mm-hmm. take an ex- he'll experiment essentially. Mm-hmm. He'll pick a project. He'll work on for six months, and he says, "I can't plan for longer than that because I don't know what opportunities are going to come up at the end of that project." Right. That's that's uh, again uh, you know uh, an answer that uh, not many come up with. So uh, while I I did pose this question to you, uh, let me tell you even I how I look at it. I say you do the core right and leave the peripherals and the byproduct to take shape. So that is not really, the outcome is really not in your control. So whether it is money, whether it is uh, whatever that you would call it, the riches that come or the success, uh, whatever. So that's excellent. Now I said, uh, like I was telling you, uh, in your one answer, you, you gave me an opportunity to ask you so many interesting things, which are a little closer to me, uh, being a you know, person who's, kind of dwelling into spirituality aspect of the humans. So uh, you, you said, uh, you know, it, it is all about uh, coming to terms with who you are. You know, it's okay. And it's okay to be a little awkward. It's okay. Uh, and everyone can adopt. And you also said a very interesting thing. Uh, that is something which, uh, which is kind of, you know, uh, making me ask you this question again. So while we are what we are, and we are who we are, I call myself an extension of the energies, people call it soul, some call it uh, children of God, or whatever. But here, you said something, which is uh, being compassionate is a necessity. So Mm -hmm. that is uh, something very intriguing. And I've never heard it. So I'm very sure that our listeners and viewers uh, would also be as uh, intrigued as uh, I am with this statement that uh, you know, being uh, compassionate is a necessity. So I would like to know a little more about it. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So that's actually something that I discovered only recently. Okay. Thanks to the guest that I had on the Awkward Mind podcast. Yeah, he's... Mm-hmm. Name is uh, Daniel Svek, and he's just okay. a wonderful human being. And it's uh, something, he was born in the Czech Republic, actually lived in the States for 20 years and then moved back. And now he's based in Prague. Mm-hmm. And yeah, after working with a psychologist there and within a therapy center, he just over time developed this, this idea that he calls the art of compassing, okay. which is basically an act of actively expressing compassion. That's mm-hmm. why he uses compassing purposely. It's a mm-hmm. verb. And, and yeah, he discovered the, the connection through the study that basically expressing compassion and making human connections mm-hmm. is actually at the center of our well-being. So mm-hmm. we try to, when we, when we lack it, and again, he mm-hmm. tells it better. So maybe, you know, without, I don't mean for this to be a plug, but Daniel really is a wonderful guy. So if you want to check that out, we, we had a great time on that interview, but I'll try to do my best to sort of summarize it here for, for everyone listening. And right. Basically compassion and human connections are at the center 
of, of our well-being as human beings. So things like we hear about, oh, dopamine levels, right? And, and things like that. And sometimes if, if we're not happy, we don't get enough of it. And then we try to substitute for it with other, well, we're thinking of it backwards. Again, we're stuck in this loop of treating the symptoms rather than looking at the cause. And what he's discovered and what his thesis is, is that unconditional love, that human compassion for, no, for another person. Mm -hmm. I, I'm losing you, I think. I'm losing. Can you hear me there? I hear you just fine. All right. Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think my internet is unstable, so I thought I'm losing you because of the mic initially. But never, nevertheless, it's it'll it will it'll sound even better, and uh, we we get to reiterate what you were saying. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> basically, yeah. So Daniel's whole thesis is that if we express unconditional love for other human beings. Yeah and we're uh -huh. compassionate and we make those genuine connections and we actually make the space and make the time in this busy world to actually truly connect with another human being mm -hmm. that in turn results in ours being health healthier essentially that would be the simple way to put it because it'll okay. naturally raise our dopamine levels mm -hmm. which are good okay. and will lower cortisol levels which i guess have that's the stress hormone so yes. it has uh, negative effects on the body mm -hmm. and so he found rather than trying to treat the symptoms by you know eating sugar or or drinking alcohol or having coffee or whatever else whatever artificial ways we have of trying to raise that dopamine level if we just focus at the core of what makes us human mm -hmm. which is that that connection with others then when it naturally all the energy flows from there. So that's where that compassion as a biological necessity comes from. So I wish I could take credit for it, but the whole thesis and it's the whole premise of it is based on the art of compassing by Daniel Svek. Great, so great. Definitely encourage so, you and your listeners to check him out. Yes, He's yeah. a fantastic guy. No, no, we'll certainly do that. And uh, so what brings me uh, to my next question here is that, uh, with all this, you know, this knowledge here and the background behind setting up the awkward minds, what what is uh, the aspects that you have changed in yourselves to uh, adapt and adopt? And uh, you feel that those have made the difference here. Would you like to share uh, some secrets here? That's a great question. Well, I don't know if I don't know if there are any secrets, right? I, I've recently say if, if anyone tells you that they have the secret to success mm -hmm. and you know if you just give them enough money they'll re they'll reveal the secrets well <laughs> there are there are, there are, I'm, a, I'm afraid to tell you but the truth is there are no there are no secrets now it's been interesting because it was a not a roller coaster it was just a fast-paced journey right it's been mm -hmm. uh, 12 weeks since we started that broadcast yourself course mm -hmm. so I know I have changed but it's been hard for me to really evaluate and see that change. But I heard, you know, everyone from, from my coach to some of my friends say that I have changed and I'm not, I'm not the same guy that I was. And that's where the not being able to call myself awkward comes from anymore. But, you know, it's now, it's now a brand and I, and I do still 
believe in what you know we talked about earlier that i think we all have a little bit of that awkward streak in us so i think it's here to stay but as far as the secret no i think it's just being aware of who you are and just taking the time to really figure out who you are and what do you want and then accepting that and then seeing on the things where maybe you want to improve or where you feel you you lack something Mm-hmm. to just start working on those areas and, and little by little you can improve. And sometimes you'd surprise yourself as to how quickly actually sometimes the changes come. Cause never did I ever think that I would be on camera every day, you know, putting out a vlog or that I would be on a podcast <laughs> being interviewed by an amazing experienced, you know, resilience life coach. So. Thank you. Thank you. And, and uh, let me tell you that, uh, you know, uh, what you said here also brings me to uh, a relevant aspect what we all say that actually, you know, uh, when you say awkward, I call it different and being different necessarily doesn't mean, you know, being awkward, although I am in love with this word now, and I'm sure that it is picking up as a brand. So, uh, but yes, uh, being different actually i feel is being what you are at the core what we've not understood i had just put out a vlog or maybe uh, it is yet to be aired i may have uh, just shot it so what i say there is that what we think is natural now is actually acquired you know uh, you were raised you were in your mother's womb as a fetus and then uh, there was this environment which worked on you and you actually drifted away from what was your core and natural abilities, natural uh, qualities, natural traits. And uh, now if you go back to them, you find that you are considered different. You know, oh, you, he's slightly different. Oh, he thinks like this. I mean, somebody like me who starts explaining uh, my point of view or my theory and thesis of the energy and the soul, uh, it is actually, if I may say, and use the word that uh, you've given me, awkward sometimes, and there is not enough uh, explanation. So it is, uh, you know, and that being different probably uh, gets you being noticed. And uh, people, like I said, the likewise energies do attract. So people who are looking for that uh, different or that awkwardness are certainly, you know, there. So, and believe me, you're doing a excellent, excellent job. You're doing uh, great uh, work. And I'm very sure that you would continue to uh, progress even further. Not that I know much uh, what is to be done. You already are there actually. So, and I also remember that you were saying that you were involved in, you know, uh, the social media and you were thinking, uh, I mean, is it really going right? Even I think about it. As a matter of fact, I'm thinking of doing a small little talk the, uh, you know, very soon on my Facebook Live every Sunday that I do. So uh, what I was thinking here is that you know, with the, we're in the best era of uh, kind of digital information sharing today. It's uh, probably, and it's just started, I guess, you know, in some which way, if you look at an era, which is a longer time, probably it's just started. And uh, but we could always use it to our advantage. Yet you find that somehow, even the very wise people, and it's, uh, I was surprised to see the data 
when I was kind of reading up on this that uh, the teens are the worst affected actually with and they are literally being sucked into this social media rabbit hole. And I also heard you say in your uh, one minute musings that, you know, uh, we need to stop getting lost in that mindless uh, scrolling and stop falling down in the social media rabbit hole and let's engage into meaningful connections online. So what do you suggest could be the other ways of, uh, you know, meaningful connections online? And I know you have a product which is uh, teaching people to kind of how to how to off this social media thing or stay away from that rabbit hole. So uh, would you like to just uh, touch upon that too? Sure, yeah, that's a, those are great points, Satyendra. You know, social media is a tool. It was created by humans and is being used by humans. There's no, you know, we're gonna leave the conspiracy theories out of, out of this. It's just, it's just a tool. And it all depends on how you use it. You can either let it use you mm -hmm. or you can use it for what it is. And mm -hmm. I think it is a great, actually, as I've discovered after being frustrated for so many years to a point where I actually, four years ago, I deleted my original Facebook account because okay. I was so frustrated with the lack of real conversation mm -hmm. and real meaningful discussions that were happening. People were using it basically to air their own personal grievances because mm -hmm. it, it is easy in a way and I can understand mm -hmm. why because we don't have that human connection, right? It's, it's a lot harder to form it through mm -hmm. the barrier of a screen or from behind a keyboard. So I understand why it does take a little bit more effort, but what I, what I, and so yeah, and so I was frustrated because that just wasn't happening in my circles. And what I realized is that social media is actually just a reflection of who we are mm -hmm. because there are Very different true. people with different interests, right? And, 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 and different points of views all around, right? Social, social media and just these digital connections are the reason we're having this conversation in the first, in the first place, right? Who could have imagined it even 10 years ago, right? That from across the world, we would, we would be having this conversation, but now it's made possible because of social media. So there's clearly something good there. Mm -hmm. So, and it just becomes about how do you then, okay, so if there's something good there, then how do we cut through the noise and use it for good? Well, you just, just that, you just start being more intentional about how you approach it. So you have to figure out why you're on there and what you're trying to get out of it. Because mm -hmm. if you're just there to have a fight with, you know, someone that you'll never meet in person, about you know politics in the US or around the world or something that, or I see you know people reach out to me and frustrated with the situation in Belarus. And I was like, you live in the United States. We have our own challenges right now. Why are you worried about that? I mean, I appreciate it. And yes, I feel for the people, but at the same time, this is way far from home, right? For you, because I'm, a bi I'm big on personal responsibility. So for, for me, it's like, okay, focus on yourself first and focus what you can control and then worry about the big global problems that in reality, you can't, you're not in a position to solve. So it's fun to talk about, but it's a distraction. And that's what I realized. There's gonna be those pockets of people on social media mm -hmm. that that's what it is for them. It's just an outlet and they just wanna have 
have mm-hmm. those conversations that really have no point. Maybe they make them feel good for, for a moment. I would argue now that I've sort of, thanks to my guests, have learned a little more that I think they're substituting for something, that there's maybe lack of meaningful human connections in their lives. And so they're trying to get that dopamine in, in another way on social media. And it's unfortunate. So for me, I realized thanks to London Real and the community that we've been able to, to build is there are other people out there that are interested in having more meaningful conversations. You just have to look for them. So, so yeah, you mentioned the, you know, and, and the product is a product. It's a, it's a simple course. So it, it's, it's not the important thing here. Isn't that the important thing is how do you approach social media with intentionality? Because what you put into it is what you get out of it. And yes, so sure. I, I made this little six week course. It's, I called it social media detox, where I basically walk you through from mindless scrolling to intentional engagement. Wow. And, uh, this is a lovely word that I have noted down, you know, intentional engagement and, uh, everything lies around that big question for which has answer, which, uh, which actually is the basic question for all the answers that you're seeking is why. So if you can answer why you're there and uh, before being sucked in, probably it would answer that. So, so when you talk of the, uh, these meaningful conversations, so my interest area, like I said, is that how, how do you think uh, these meaningful conversations, like I certainly believe one we are having, uh, would be able to help uh, alleviate uh, those miseries, if I may use the word, the negativity which is around people and which uh, poses a lot of challenges in their lives. So uh, in, in some which way, uh, do you think that these meaningful conversations are being heard also? I have my doubts. <laughs> That's a great question. I, I, I would like to think so. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't do it. Certainly, there are other people that have come before us that have paved the way, in, including people like Brian Rose and, and Joe Rogan. So we, we know that uh, podcasting is only becoming more and more popular and people are looking mm-hmm. for an alternative to mm-hmm. what they're being fed in, mm-hmm. in the mainstream mm-hmm. because I think they're so frustrated because they're realizing that there's more to the world than this constant negative loop Mm-hmm. that they feel stuck on, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's also a matter of perspective. Mm-hmm. Because even through the challenges that we've seen here in, in the state specifically, and obviously the whole world has seen it, but I can speak specifically to just, you know, my neighborhood in New York City. Mm-hmm. But even with those challenges, the, the pictures that you saw on TV do not reflect what I see on the ground. Yes, were those pictures are representative of a portion of what was happening? Mm-hmm. Yes, but there were also, you know, families, you know, out walking with the, with their kids on, you know, mm-hmm. on, on the Harbor here. And there was, you know, and there's light, life went on. So yes, there were challenges and yes, we need to address them and we need to deal with them. And that's a, that's a separate thing we can look at, but those challenges are not representative of the whole. It's not like the whole country is on fire. Right. right. And so it's realized that it's putting, you know, it's, it's putting things in perspective and realizing that no matter how hard we try, we will never have the full picture. Mm-hmm. And so I just choose to be optimistic and accept and realize that no matter how much negative there is somewhere, there's a positive happening Absolutely. at the same time. 
And so I just choose to focus on that. And then if the challenges come up, then we figure out how to solve the challenges rather looking at it as an insurmountable problem that's just going to keep us down, right? Because that's just a victim mentality. And I actually love what, what you say. Your, your thesis is amazing, right? That we're just victims of victims. It's, well, and it's so true. Yes. Uh, I, I also probably have, you know, heard it uh, somewhere. I don't really, I'm not yeah. trying to, uh, but uh, yes, uh, in, in a way, actually, when I was asking you this question, uh, I was reinforcing my beliefs. This is what I'm doing. And here I would just, uh, you know, just make a passing reference to a friend who said it will be a very long journey. You know, if you if you were probably airing something which was, uh, you know, for instant dopamine rush uh, of the kind that people want, probably you would have six lakh views and probably you would have few lakh subscribers. But when you do meaningful conversation, only meaningful people who really want to derive that meaning from there would probably join in. So uh, thank you for sharing that. And uh, we all know that we are going through uh, very challenging times, actually the whole world. And uh, you know, there, is, there are all kind of, all kind of threats. So uh, while I know you are uh, as optimistic as me, although my grace actually uh, let me add a little bit of uh, you know, fervor of reality also to that uh, optimism. Yet, uh, do you think this stress uh, emanating in all quarters, whether people who are successful, people who are, you know, wanting to be successful, uh, are all affected by this negativity? So, uh, what is your take here? You know, I mean, how could you think uh, you, me, and there are many like us could make some difference? I think it's actually quite simple, Satyan, that I believe it or not. It's just, oh, great. Show, show, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So important. No, uh, just, just show up. Okay. Just, just keep showing up every day uh-huh. and, and keep doing it because people will notice, right? You, you, you touched on something that's like, oh yeah, if we put out that sensational piece, then we'll get more likes and more followers. But I'm not just like, I'm not money focused. I'm not follower focused either. Yeah, sure. I look at the number of downloads because, well, I'm putting it out for people. So I want to make sure that someone out there is listening and, you know, and I try and I try to reach those people, but that's not, that's not my focus. I'm trying to do the things that I feel are important and more and even more so that are authentic to who I am. Mm -hmm. And then the people will come. That's my belief. So that would be my advice is that even whether you're successful or you're going through challenges, just keep showing up one, one more day. Great. So, so all those who are listening and watching, just remember three words, just show up and do your bit. <laughs> Another three words that I add here. So it's a lot of serious stuff here. And now I know what really pushes you through your uh, maybe, maybe if you've uh, ever had some worse times, so I know all that, but generally, uh, how's your typical day? So, and how awkward do you get during that day? Uh, uh, that's a question. Well, the awkward is something that never leaves. So, <laughs> so it's always there. Uh, the days vary, but you know, I think one of the things that I learned as, as a freelancer is 
you have to push, you have to push yourself because there's no one, you don't have a boss that expects you in the office at nine in the morning. Mm -hmm. So you have to set up your own structure. And so I think those skills have allowed me to basically create a routine that allows me to just show up every day. So my, my typical morning, and it varies, you know, because I do give myself some, some slack sometimes, but typically I'll get up, I'll have my lemon water and I'll go for a long walk where I'll usually listen to a podcast or an audio book and get inspired. Mm -hmm. And then once, once I'm back from that, then I will actually start my day and actually engage with social media and do what I need to do, whether it's uh, having amazing interviews or appearing as a guest on wonderful podcasts like we are doing for me because for me it's morning i know it's uh evening there in india yeah while while we're recording this but yeah and so that that sets that sets up my day and then yeah sure are there awkward moments are there challenges are there times when i don't feel like doing it yeah of course every everyone goes through that but then you just have to remember the why and you also have to allow yourself the space to not be perfect. Great. So, so um, in those uh, you know spaces when you are sometimes not that perfect and you have your awkward moments, uh, what are those uh, small little funnier ones? Uh, if you would, would like to share with the audience here. Oh, geez, I I don't <laughs> funnier ones. I don't know. I always ask my guests what what their awkward moments are. I don't. So, no, so, I, so I, I thought maybe, maybe I'll put you in spot there. <laughs> Never, yeah, nevertheless, I, that was not the intent. <laughs> no, right. it's okay. I'm just trying to, honestly, nothing, nothing specific uh, okay. comes, comes to mind. I'll have to, I realize I should, as someone who runs the Awkward Mind <laughs> podcast, I better come up with an answer for that one. So thank no. you for pointing, pointing that out. All right. Um, so, so, uh, and uh, tell me, I, 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 have some idea of uh, the kind of person that you are uh, and what must be you know kind of uh, driving you through but yes uh, if you had to share uh, something uh, what you have not shared with us in terms of what drives you or at the end of the day what brings you that satisfaction you know and maybe that small little aha moment or maybe uh, that small little goodness, if I may say, that you were able to share with somebody or do it for someone. So what actually drives you and you know, brings you that uh, satisfaction? I think, I think you've hit on it there, second there a little bit with just making that connection and making someone else's day a little bit better mm -hmm. and just seeing someone smile even as simple as that, that, that certainly is it. Also, for me personally, having learned something that day, that's why I try to read every day just to get a little something new because I'm constantly working on myself. Mm -hmm. So knowing that I've done, I would say knowing that I've done those two things, that I made someone smile and that I learned something, that's a good day. Excellent. And uh, believe me, this is a compliment. Uh, I would look forward to, you know, bumping into you uh, when you're doing your small one minute musings uh, at the uh, harbor 
and saying hi to you. You have that kind of personality. Take it from me. <laughs> so, uh, so don't hesitate. To, uh, if you had to kind of give somebody a smile, even there. So, uh, yet, uh, what is what is that you do probably to chill out and you know uh, be with friends, some lighter moments. What what exactly? Mm. You know, after maybe a five day long week. you think of chilling out what do you do hmm yeah it's a, as an introvert it's a it's a tricky question for me cuz for me <laughs> chilling out is is literally that chilling out and doing doing nothing but uh, what i what i try to do is i try to visit my dad and spend some time with him and just not think about quote unquote work mm-hmm. although now because i love this so much it's not really doing these podcasts doesn't feel like work to me and i i i think you can relate and you understand what I, what i mean when yes. i say that so for me it's i don't need to chill out as much in fact i get energy ironically right as an introvert because the way that i define and different people have different understanding but for me it's a quite simple definition an introvert to me is someone who loses energy when they spend time with other people and an extrovert is someone who gains energy by spending time with other people So yes, I've become this sort of ambivert, they call it, I guess. It's an in-between, but it's still I do still need time to recharge and be by myself. Mm-hmm. So at deep at heart I'm still an introvert. So that's so that's what I that's what that's, I do is I spend a little time by myself. <laughs> oh, that's that's absolutely fantastic, you know, in a way. Or uh, although I'm a person who mm, would want to bump into anybody and say hi and uh, but what you say here is also probably we we all have those shades you know uh, as you were replying to this i was thinking and i keep saying that we all come from the same source so actually deep down inside we all have that streak of you know being introvert being little extrovert being as you put it ambivert so it's it's uh, it's all good so now coming back to business what uh, i know you've just started out but uh, still uh, what are the achievements uh, that you've had till now and what do you aim you know you have a long journey still to go and i'm sure you must be having those big dreams and goals so would you like to share some dreams for dreamers like me and uh, my listeners here Sure. So w- what I would say with with the dreams is I've sort of adopted recently as I mentioned earlier this sort of Tim Ferriss idea of just doing 6 months experiments. So I would say that for me I'm sort of in the middle, right? Because we started about it's hard to believe, but it's been about 3 months now that we started yes. this podcasting journey. So I'm about halfway you can say through that experiment. But sure lo- longer terms in terms of business, I mean the biggest thing for me is to impact as many people as possible. So I'm always looking for ways that I can add value and make new connections mm-hmm. so that that message gets shared out wider, right? Cuz so so far I've done is it which is published 23 I'm about to publish the 24th episode of the podcast. And as far as the business and expanding the Awkward Mind brand, yes, we've created this social media detox course which is just a simple introductory it was my way to just test the waters and and see where i can add even more value by providing an actual packaged product which was mm-hmm. exciting right and that was all again also thanks to london real and their business accelerator course and just learning 
the steps. So now I know what to do. But again, for me saying, oh, I want to be a millionaire. Well, the truth is I know that that's going to happen because I've already decided that a long time ago. <laughs> I just haven't actually done the work to get there. So, so that, that will happen. But for me, that's not the important thing. For me, the important thing is helping as many people as possible. So those are my long-term goals is where can I add value while still, you know, continuing to build myself and being true to myself. Because I know as an introvert, I'm not looking to be an influencer, right? Or I'm not looking to have, you know, a million people follow me just because that's not how I'm wired. That's not how I'm going to add value. Okay, but while I respect uh, what you say, but uh, let me tell you one more thing, which is coming out from a management uh, expert kind, that you don't sound like an introvert, by the way. So, so I think you should slowly, over the period of time, I'm very sure in times to come, you would take this away. You know, probably this will not be in your dictionary somewhere. But yes, uh, whatever you are, you, you come out very, very original and you come out uh, very yourself, you know, and uh, that's what I, I believe in. And I'm very sure at the end of the day, everyone uh, looks at that who inside you. So it is not, uh, you know, what you probably are on the surface and on the horizon. So uh, while, while you're in this journey and you have those goals, you have some achievements to uh, somebody who's had uh, a tremendous impact on you till now, maybe from the schools, in your family, or uh, in the business arena, somebody that uh, you look up to, and uh, somebody who has given you some values that you would like to share with us? Well, I think m most profoundly in the last 12 weeks, it would have to be Brian Rose, just for okay. continuing to push us through London Real, because the biggest thing that, you know, my aha moment was, came basically on day one of Brokesh's, of course, when he said that perfectionism is actually procrastination in disguise. Mm -hmm. They're one and the same. And considering since I was someone who would always procrastinate and someone who also had to have things just so to be perfect, that, that those two things clicked together for me. And I realized I was like doubly sabotaging myself. So certainly Brian Rose, but I've, you know, I've had other mentors over the years and some of them, that's the thing that most people don't realize is you can have a mentor and never, never, never having met them mm -hmm. because books are an incredible thing and you can get a lot of mentorship actually mm -hmm. from books. So, uh, you know, other people that have influenced me over the years are people like Robert Kiyosaki, who's completely transformed my view on money and finances and just the understanding of where where value comes from where value is measured and it's unfortunately something that's not taught in in schools at least not in the west mm -hmm. i don't but i would imagine it's probably similar in india they just yeah. don't it's just not something Absolutely. that's taught so i would say the, the the biggest in in recent history that would be the biggest is uh, robert kiyosaki is sort of this remote mentor and brian rose very much hands-on pushing you every week mentor <laughs> All right, Brian Rose, uh, there a big shout out to you and uh, let our audience and viewers, uh, we are in no which way, you know, advertising 
Laundrial, you're not being paid at least. So, so yeah, absolutely. Maybe, maybe we should be, but yes, to be clear, it's just the reason I keep talking about it is because that's how we met and that's where we connected. And I genuinely believe, you know, his say, say what you will about that guy, as I say, the guy in a three piece suit in London, but he knows his stuff. So, if yeah. you need a mentor to push you and challenge you and not treat you with kid gloves, it, it worked for me. He may not be everyone's cup of tea, but he sure was mine. Oh, yes, I, I, I do remember. And uh, let me tell you another compliment coming your way that I uh, did see you introducing yourself in your first video. And from there, uh, you've come a long way. All of us have actually, you know, and I'm sure there is, oh, it's just, it's just the beginning. So, so while, while you have your routine, you have everything. And one interesting thing that you give me here is uh, that your pro procrastination apparently earlier was something to do with the perfectionism also, which was a compliment to me all along in the uh, defense forces. Uh, and I felt very happy about it. But uh, the first thing which I wanted to unlearn after I left forces and uh, wanted to start in the civil stream, I said, I have to you know, do away with perfectionism. So, so how successful have you been, you know, doing away with perfectionism and uh, how has it been? Is it, does it bother you or does it hold you back? Are you happy about it? How do you take it? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I would say it's still a work in progress, but I'm not letting it stop me from moving forward. Right. Excellent. So I sort of in the back of my head, that might be that voice that says, oh, it's not good enough, but we just ship. <laughs> right. That was a big thing for, I, I think it may have been Steve Jobs, but I could be wrong about that, that ultimately you have to ship the product because you'll mm -hmm. never, you'll never know. You'll never get that customer feedback until you put yourself out there. So eventually it has to be done. Right. Because done is better than perfect or is that what they say i think i think that's yeah yeah it's it's all don't don't try to be perfect so, there <laughs> so, so. exactly no, exactly exactly right but yeah i think that's that's it is it's just it's still a work in progress yes do i want things to be perfect yes but now i accept okay that's good enough and i can improve it in the next stage and then we just move on from there and yes, and vulnerability is the key word around, you know. So, so I, I, I try and enjoy myself, have fun, you know. And we know before we started off, there were some glitches here and there. And I have uh, come across people these days where people start getting perturbed, you know, especially with the technology. Well, it's okay. It's okay. I was watching a big, uh, you know, news debate here, and suddenly the signal went off. You know, there were two. Uh, eminent speakers who were not there on the screen at all. So what do you do? I mean, it's okay. So there's nothing, nothing, nothing to worry about. So I know there must be so much that people would want to uh, take from your story. But uh, is there something specific that you would like to share with the audience uh, that can really pep them up in terms of uh, you know their personality build up or the challenging times around or the generic negativity that is prevailing. Mm -hmm. Well, sure. I mean, we always try to give a little motivation 
if, if we can. But I think the, the at the core of it, we have to figure out how to get you to find that internal inspiration, the thing that really drives you and why you want to do it. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. success comes from doing the things you said you were going to do long after the motivation has left you. So you have to find a way to keep going even when you're not motivated. And that's been a challenge, right? I'm not sitting here saying that I'm, I have it perfectly. That's actually been one of the areas that I struggle with the most is doing the right thing, doing that, taking that next step when I'm not motivated to do it. So that's, and that's why you have to keep going back to the why. And the, uh, and the, maybe I can, what I can give to your listeners is realizing, and maybe this will be your sort of a foundation for you to find your why, but it's to remember one core principle that I sort of got from a sarcastic t-shirt that I would, I would wear as a, as a teenager and it's related to theater. So I really doubly appreciated it. Mm-hmm. And it just says one simple thing that life is not a dress rehearsal. All right. So, so just go for it because we only get one chance. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there you have it. Life is not a dress rehearsal. Just go for it. Uh, and uh, there could be anything, anything better sir, from somebody, somebody who calls himself introvert. So anyways, I'm not going there now. So uh, at the end of the day, it is all about, you know, what I hear is all about beliefs and mindset and if required, changing them, adapting them. And it's all about your approach and the attitude. And uh, at the end of the day, what you can control, like I keep saying, is you. So before we go, would you like to inform uh, the audience where they can find you? And uh, if uh, you have anything else that you've missed out and anything new that is in the offing that you would like to share with our audience? No, it's great. Second, thank you so much for the opportunity. Basically, the Awkward Mind podcast is available on all major platforms from Apple to Spotify to now including Amazon Music. So you can always check that out on all those platforms. And you can, if you, for some reason, want to connect with this weird, awkward introvert, you can find me online at Yuri Nair Live on Instagram or just Yuri Nair on Facebook. And of course, you can just uh, visit awkwardmind.com. And there's more information there about the podcast and about social media detox and anything else you may want to know. Oh, that that was excellent. And we'll certainly make sure that uh, I share that uh, in the link Mm -hmm. in the description. So uh, before we go, uh, Dito, all that... uh, Yuri said, and uh, do keep watching this space uh, for, you know, those small little meaningful tidbits that those are not really available in those management books or like Yuri said in quite many books. And these conversations give us those books coming from uh, the people who are really special. We all are special. I keep saying that. And uh, thank you, Yuri, for uh, coming uh, on this on the show on uh, know the happiness how with Vinko Chow. I'm very sure that we could have uh, added more value, but for the time, but uh, still, whatever we could do was certainly meaningful. And before I go, I wish you and from my audience all the very best in all the endeavors of yours and wish you all the success and wish you wherever uh, you would want to go uh, and define what defines your success. So, Uh, That's all 
from here we all know that if you have a clear intent and the right energies the energies will certainly propel you towards your goals so hope you like this conversation uh, do keep joining us uh, when we air it every sunday and we'll be back with another interesting and meaningful conversation with yet another interesting guest in yet another episode of know the happiness how with winko chow this is me winkamanda satyendra chauhan aka winko chow signing off along with yuri nair from new york bye bye take care stay safe stay smiling <laughs> see ya